This is Reverend Kirk Lawton, minister at Ocean Lakes Family Campground, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that this message may enrich your life as you find God especially meaningful to you. Thank you for worshiping with us. Many years ago, as I was pastor of a church in another location, I prepared for one Sunday sermon by talking to people during the week before. I had a rather interesting experience. I told them that the subject of the sermon the following Sunday would be on the matter of faith. And so I questioned several people in casual conversation about their beliefs on faith. I received some rather interesting answers on that too. Before we continue talking about faith though, let let me make a distinction for the purpose of clarification. There is a sense in which faith is thought of as the substance, the truth of what a person believes. We speak in this sense of faith when we refer to the Catholic faith or the Presbyterian faith. Uh, What faith are you? I'm Methodist, Presbyterian, Baptist, Pentecostal, uh, whatever it might be. In Acts chapter six, verse seven, says a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. But for the remainder of our time this morning, I'd like to rule out this particular application of that word. I want us to think of faith in other terms. So let me continue my interesting experience by asking you, what is faith? Perhaps you'll answer as some have already answered. Well, it's hard to say in just a few words, preacher. Some may just say, well, I know what faith is, but uh, I really can't put it into words. Well, suppose my question had not been, what is faith? Suppose my question had been, what kind of programs are on TV? This might also be hard to answer in just a few words, but I doubt that many of us would be hesitant in saying, well... What kind of programs on TV? Well, there are variety shows, there are westerns, soap operas, musical shows, ball games, dramatic productions, documentaries, situation comedies, news programs. And I might add today, another kind of program you can see on TV is just simply trash. (laughs) The reluctance of many people to be able to express adequately what's meant by faith Reminds me of a few years ago when I was in school. The teacher would ask a pupil a question and the pupil, probably not knowing the answer, would say, "Uh, teacher, I I know the answer, but I just can't say it. Well, I wonder if we really know it. Do we know what faith really is? Jesus and his disciples had a very busy day in Galilee. He had cast out demons He had met hostile questions of Pharisees. He had spoken in parables. And now he was very tired, justifiably so. Jesus told his disciples to sail across the sea to get a little bit of rest from the crowds. A storm arose as they crossed the Sea of Galilee. They awakened Jesus, who was asleep in the bottom of the ship, and they said, Master, we're about to perish. Jesus calmed the waves, but before they could speak, he said, where is your faith? Mark records those words in his gospel. Mark, uh, in the gospel of Luke, 
chapter 8, verses 22 through 25. Let me read Luke's account of that. <clears throat> as, they, uh, as, uh, as they came to pass on a certain day, they went to a ship with the disciples. He went to a ship with his disciples. He said to them, let's go over to the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep, and there came down a storm of wind on the lake. They were filled with water. We're in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased. And there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? That's what Jesus said to those disciples that day when the storm had been calmed. So today we come back to that same question that Jesus asked. Where's your faith? Or what is faith? In attempting to answer this question in a very clear way, I want to say just two things. That faith is not. Then I want to say three things that faith is. First, faith is not trusting in some earthly authority. Some people believe the religion that says you have to believe certain things about God, the Bible, or Jesus, or God will throw you into hell. That is not faith. Some feel forced into believing what the church says, even when it comes up with irresponsible and incredible statements that are really hard to believe at all. Not only Roman Catholics have a lot of these, but Protestants likewise, all Protestant churches. Many are guilty of thinking that faith is mental agreement. Many Protestant groups take the position, the verbal inspiration of the scriptures, the virgin birth, or some other statement, has to be something that must be believed before a person can have faith. Statements of faith are good, since truth is never to be treated lightly. But many people trust Christ long before they fully understand about the scripture or about the method in which Jesus was born. And so to insist that you've got to have a full understanding of the virgin birth before you can become a Christian, that's not really acceptable. That's not right. Faith is not trust in what somebody tells you you have to believe before you become a Christian. Let me say a second thing that faith is not. It is not positive thinking. Some say, if you think of success, you'll be successful. If you think happy thoughts, you'll be happy. Think good things and you'll be good. That positive thinking doesn't work. I think handsome a whole lot, but it doesn't seem to help me. <laughs> it is true, we ought to channel our minds in the proper direction. But when Jesus said, your faith has saved you or your faith has made you whole. Jesus was not referring here to a mental process. Thinking does not make it so. So faith is not just positive thinking. Well, after these two negative things, let's come to the positive. What is faith? I think faith means three things. First, it means that I risk something. I risk something in order to know God personally. You know, there are two ways in which you may know me. You may see my physical appearance 
And in time, you may know something about my personality. How much am I going to let you know about me, though? Can I share my feelings with you? Would, would you like me if I do that? This ranges all the way from good morning to the consummation of a marriage. A hermit is not willing to risk himself in dealing with other people. He's isolated. But faith means that you're willing to risk something to have a personal encounter with God. A second thing I would say about faith, it means commitment. I heard one time about a lady whose husband died, and she said to a certain banker, of all the friends of my husband, you're the only one of my husband's friends that I could trust not to steal the estate from me. The Apostle Paul said it also very beautifully when he said, I know whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded that he is able to guard that which I've committed unto him. Robert Louis Stevenson tells about an exciting experience which happened to his grandfather at sea. The ship on which he was passenger was caught in a violent storm and was being driven toward a rocky coast. When the storm was at its worst, this young man uh, uh, climbed up to the deck and there he saw the pilot lashed to the wheel, steering that ship with all of his might. The pilot looked up, pilot looked up, seeing his visitor, he smiled. Robert Louis Stevenson's grandfather returned to his cabin saying to himself, we're going to be all right. We shall come through this storm because I saw the face of the pilot and he smiled. One more thing about faith. Faith in God is faith in action. There are times when we must sit back and wait for God to do His work. But so many times I believe faith involves action on our part. Let me illustrate these three descriptions of faith I'm talking about with a little story that came out of London during the war. A ladder into a dugout had been broken so that the father stood looking down from the surface of the ground into that dugout in the, a big hole in the darkness. His little girl stood just a few feet away at the side. The, actually, the father was down in the safety of the place in the, the hole in the ground, the dugout. But he could see his little daughter dimly against the night sky. But since all was darkness down in the hole in the ground, the dugout, the little girl could not see her father down there at all. And he was urging her to join him. She could not climb down the ladder. It was broken. But she could hear her father's firm voice. Jump. Daddy can see you real well. Jump into my arms. And so when the little girl had faith in her, husband, her, her father, she could jump into his safe arms. That's true for us. We may not see the way very clearly in so many ways of our lives, but God calls us to come on, jump into his arms of safety, and he'll take care of us because underneath are the everlasting arms. 
let me share with you uh, something that I read uh, some time ago from a little devotional booklet that we pass out here at Ocean Lakes called Our Daily Bread. This was written by Richard DeHaan. <clears throat> when a cowboy applied for an insurance policy, the agent said, have you ever had any accidents? After a moment's reflection, the applicant responded, no, but, <clears throat> but a Bronco did kick me in my ribs last summer. <clears throat> and a couple of years ago, there was a rattlesnake that bit me on the ankle. The insurance man said, wouldn't you call those uh, accidents? Replied the agent. Oh no, the cowboy said, that won't an accident at all. They did it on purpose. <laughs> that story reminds me of the biblical truth that there are no accidents in the lives of God's children. We read how Joseph interpreted a, a difficult situation that he seemed like a great calamity. You remember the story from the Old Testament? Joseph had been thrown into a pit, and then he was sold as a slave. This was a real test of his faith. And from the human standpoint, it seemed to be a tragic case of injustice, not a providential means of blessing. But Joseph later learned God meant it for good. That's Genesis 50, verse 20. Let me ask you, are you passing through the deep waters of trial, disappointment in your life? Does everything seem to be going against you sometime? These apparent misfortunes are not accidents. The Lord allows such things for a wonderful purpose. God sends nothing that is evil. God is not the author of evil, but he allows trouble to come our way so we can patiently trust in him. And if you know the Lord as your own God, as your personal Savior, then maybe sometime you'll be able to praise him for it. What looks like just an accident when viewed from human eyes is really God at work in us, his blessing in disguise. We can believe that God is, and yet we might live at his back. The person who has true faith in the Lord trusts in him and lives in his faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Where's your faith? If you have faith in some other thing, some other person, some church even, some organization, that is not saving faith. We're going to be thinking about this in these future Sundays of what, what faith really is. But we pray that we might all come to a deeper faith and trust in the one who is worthy of our faith. That's our Lord Jesus. Father, increase our faith, we pray. Our physical, spiritual life is sometimes so very fragile. We don't know where to turn. But help us to know, Lord, that in times of undecision and turmoil that we have in our lives, we can always turn and trust in you. Increase our faith, we pray. In the spirit of Jesus, we ask it. Amen.